When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Slightly favours the right footer here, but Griffiths, having got the goal, goes again! Quick oh! tries it, don't know, long we over, oh, what a goal! What a goal! It's Lucius McCulloch, saved it in! Barry Ferguson! Don't miss again, and it's there! Hartley and Weir comes up, Jets goal! Welcome to the Hamden Roar, with me, Andy Barge. In part two of my exclusive interview with Craig Brown, the former Scotland boss talks us through Euro 96, France 98 and that playoff against England before his tenure came to an end in 2001. So Euro 96 was the first tournament that you took Scotland to as as manager. Uh, A horror draw, I I would say, with England and Holland and Switzerland there, very, very tough, but as we said earlier, you're not going to be able to avoid that when you reach the, the major oh, the big, tournaments yeah, that's right. a good start against Holland mind you a draw and then comes mm. the England game what were the expectation levels going into that match well against England we were optimistic because we felt that we got a deserved draw in the first game you know they got a, we got a break when there was maybe a handling in the goal line with Collins and they thought they should have had a penalty but mm. uh, we missed a couple of good chances against Holland and you know the system that I'm talking about, the three five two was excellent for them and it meant that our middleman of the five just picked up Bergkamp. Mm-hmm. The other problem though, uh, sometimes with Holland, it depends who their manager is, they play a three four three, and if we get three up and you've only three at the back, you're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so only against Holland occasionally we had to play a back four. That was the only time I played a four against a front three and Holland had a front three. Uh, first game I thought was satisfactory from our point of view we could say it was a fair result the England game two we missed the penalty which I think was unfortunate again <laughs> you know, I, I actually felt if we'd scored the penalty we'd have gone on and won the game because we had our tails up mm-hmm. at that point uh, so but you know the, all the stories about the ball moving and things like that but uh, he never ever McAllister never ever he made an excuse. He just said I missed it. Mm-hmm. I he struck it fairly well. It was a good aye. height for the keeper. It was I. I usually score. I missed it. Mm-hmm. And he came. He did all the press that night afterwards. So we were disappointed to lose to England, but uh, it was narrow defeat, as they say. You know, it was a. Um, There's a moment of brilliance, really, from Gascoigne. There's the missed penalty. But did that result? Is that one you look back on with with huge regret? Yeah. Oh, that I, that I, that, well, there are a few. Most of the my my regrets in in the, my football time with Scotland revolve around three penalties. Mm-hmm. You know, now the youth team were beating the World Cup final with Brian O'Neill missing two. The under twenty team in Chile in the World Championship, they were we missed a penalty in the quarter final against Germany. It was a wee guy Joe McLeod from the United. Mr. Penalty. England, McAllister, Mr. Penalty. I mean, my CV would have been different <laughs> if we had been able to score with penalties. Uh, and uh, we would have at least drawn, maybe qualified out of that group. Mm-hmm. But McAllister missed and, and no one faulted him. He, you know, he, and he, he went, he did all the media interviews, he didn't hide. He, he stood up and faced the cameras and said, I missed. Switzerland game, Ali McCoy puts Scotland 1-0 up. Mm. We're going through until Clivert scores <laughs> against England. Are you on the sideline keeping the players informed about what the situation is or do you just let them go? No, let them go. The but, but I was getting informed mm-hmm. by one of the staff was telling me so that what we did do, I've got to admit, with hindsight, maybe the easiest team to pick is the hindsight team, but with hindsight, might not have done it, but I, I was content with the goal we had. Mm-hmm. 
and make sure we don't lose a goal. Mm -hmm. And we were very tight. I can't, you know, I got that message on uh, when we were through. There wasn't any ch need to go chasing. We didn't expect uh, what would happen in the other game. So maybe I was at fault there for not uh, trying to get another goal. Mm -hmm. But I felt that the, you know, the situation as it was, we should retain that. Okay. And we did retain it comfortably. Um, and I thought we retained it professionally. You know, they talk about game management now. This is a new phrase. Mm -hmm. Well, we managed that game very well to get a victory. But it was only a one-goal victory. It wasn't mm -hmm. enough. Aye. Aye. So, fault the manager. When Clive scores with, there was only 10 minutes to go or yeah, something, aye. do you then, yeah. are you hitting the touchline telling the boys? Yeah, we got that information, yeah. Aye. We, we've, got to, we've got to go for it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, if we lose a goal, don't worry. Mm -hmm. Oh, we, we, you would see the, the tape of the game. We, you know, we went for it uh, quite boldly in the last 10 minutes. But just... It's not so easy to score <laughs> when you want to score against Switzerland. But, you know, I thought we did well in the Euro 96 Look, uh, without qualifying. Looking back, is that the one, given the circumstances and, and how it played out, is that the one that you look at as a, a real missed opportunity when yeah. it comes to reaching the knockout stage? Yes, yeah. definitely. Why? Yeah. Uh, what a boost that would have been. Absolutely. Especially as it was just down in England. You know, because mm -hmm. remember the two big tournaments I qualified for with the team were the most handy for the Tartan Army. Yeah. You know, and that's what Ernie Walker said to me. The European Championships in England, we've got to be there. Now, if it was in Russia or Poland, we don't have to be there, but mm -hmm. we have to be in England. You know, you're right under pressure mm -hmm. when your boss says. <laughs> uh, and then the World Cups in France, it can't be nearer. Yeah. Only nearer countries, England. So the Tartan Army are desperate to be there. And fortunately we got there and they were there. And it was great. We'll talk about the Brazil game. Um, how much did you enjoy when Collins penalty hit the net? Are you able to enjoy that moment? No, or not, are you not too, too much. You know, you think of the next thing, you know, it, you know, I was always quite calm at the side. I didn't even go bouncing or, you know, and I, I, but people used to say to me, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> you know, I said, no, I'm enjoying it, but I'm not displaying it. It's a... Now, obviously, it was brilliant to get an equaliser. and uh, But you're thinking all the time, what are you going to do? Or are you going to make this change or that change? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was a terrific... When when we turned up in the kilt and the fans gave a terrific response, and when they went out, and the Brazils were holding hands when they went out, which is another... I can't explain why, but it took too long. Uh, I, I told our boys, I saw them in the corridor going by, I said, look, guys, they're holding hands, they're shitting themselves. And they, I was trying to make our boys relax, which they were, and they played pretty well. Uh, but to lose that game was a heartbreak, the way we lost it. And how was the build-up to the game? Great. The build-up was super. We were, we were training, we were in a, uh, down in the south of France, and we flew up the night before to Chantilly, you know, the horse racing place next, next to Paris and the build-up was quite dramatic because a helicopter comes in with the Prime Minister and Tony Blair comes out mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> now you're saying we must be in quite an important <laughs> game here, the Prime Minister, all the best boys, <laughs> lovely guy, he knew a bit about football, he was a Newcastle supporter, so Kevin Gallagher was playing with Newcastle so he had a chat with him, we gave him a couple of jerseys and so you know you're, there's something happening mm -hmm. when... And, of course, the ticket scramble was horrendous. Yeah. Everybody wanted tickets, and the tickets were unobtainable. You just couldn't get a near, near a ticket. You know, you, you have a good player want an extra ticket, and it just weren't to be had. So you knew there was something happening, and that was the, that was the opening game. Mm -hmm. And I'd say we were unfortunate. When, when the anthems are, are being sung, you're... There, as first team manager, you've taken Scotland to the, the World Cup. It's the opening game. What is going through your head when, mm -hmm. when all this is, is going well, on around you? I, I, honestly, I don't know. I, 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 it's a bit of a blur, though. I do know that you know, I wasn't thinking this is great, or you know, uh, I, I assume you're thinking about your team. You know, I'm hoping that's what I was thinking how they're going to play the first 10 minutes, and what you've got to do. The first thing you do is 
you watch them for the first ten minutes to see if they're the shape that you thought they were going to be, you know. And they had the best striker ever was Ronaldo up front. And I spoke to Bobby Robson, who was his manager, and I knew Bobby. And he says, don't man-mark him, he'll, just, he'll roast a man-marker. What you've got to do is cut off the supply to him. So look at who gives them the most. So I looked at nine games. I saw two. I went to see them twice playing, but I looked at seven tapes. Mm-hmm. And he nearly, he, most of his passes from Cafu to the right back. Okay. So the, our objective was to make sure that Cafu did not supply Ronaldo, which worked very well. Christian Daly did that job. And I said, if Cafu passes the ball infield to to Ronaldo, you'll be sitting beside me and we'll get somebody else on. You know, that's that's the usual threat. He can pass it up the line for somebody running out there, but not into Ronaldo's feet because he'll turn Big Henry and yeah, he's away. I'll be away. So we did well in that. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, the usual. <laughs> we, we, our own goal beats us. Tom Smith, I know I play in a team like Brazil and the goals that are against you are from a set piece and right. then a really unfortunate own goal of, oh, aye, of Tom Boyd. It really is just it, sod's law. Exactly. It wasn't the open yeah. play. Aye, I know. And we never ever lost a goal from a corner. We defended corners very well, normally. I don't think we ever lost a goal from a corner except that one. And it wasn't. It, it hit his kind of shoulder, really. Is, is, is that Brazil team the best team you faced as Scotland manager? Well, they were the world champions. Mm-hmm. So they should have been the best. Though, though we played France that won it in a friendly mm-hmm. in St Etienne just before the World Cup that was a good game uh, they beat us 2-1 <laughs> uh, did you envisage them going on to yeah, win the tournament? yeah but the, 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 the guy Amy Jackie who won the World Cup he was shitting himself because he couldn't the press were see they had no qualification games yeah. so they invited us to play a friendly in St Etienne where we were playing so we went it was 2-1, but they were very lucky, really lucky. Uh, and I, I gave the uh, more humour. I said to, to Burley, see if this Zidane crosses a halfway line in possession of the ball and you haven't whacked him. You'll be sitting beside me to Burley. You know, Burley's the brain of Britain for Cumnock. Uh, uh, as I'm telling you, I'm warning you. Well, we did, he did what he was told the first five minutes. What a tackle. I mean, I was like, that was burning. <laughs> did you ever see Burley playing with his teeth out? Yeah, well, I can fix it, yeah. Well, McCoy's on the bench, and I, never, and I had said to Burley to do it. Well, he whacked Sudan. So the wee referee for Spain pulls him over and he says, a, a, rec- a dangerous tackle, number eight, your name. And he says, Craig Burley, and he's right in the doing, and, and I think he's going to send him off. Because <laughs> it was an order, though. And he gave a yell, and I think McCoy shouts, Hey, Burley! <laughs> so I'll never forget that. Burley! One more tackle like that, you'll be joining your teeth in the dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you always get a wee bit of you. And then we were losing one nothing at half time, and just after half time, I said to McCoy, get warmed up. <clears throat> Only McCoy could get away with saying, and I, I said, get warmed up, McCoy. He goes, no, a fourth time. You know, that <laughs> with a smile. And uh, while he's warming up, we scored a great goal. You, you see it in your, in your YouTube jury, what a goal it was. Uh, from the edge of the box, the roof of the net. Now, when a guy scored, he's on a high, mm-hmm. and it's, I think it's unwise to take him off. So I says, "Cause we'll leave it just now." <laughs> and he can, and he He's walking fast. He says, "Jury, one goal in six years." <laughs> he says, "Prolific, fucking prolific." <laughs> That's what he said to me. And then he sat down with a smile. But you know, you can't be angry with that. That one goal in six years. Anyway, that, that was the game. We, we played France. So, we played, in, in one year, we played the previous winners of the World Cup, mm-hmm. and then the winners of the World Cup, uh, well, the winners first in the friendly, and then the, the, yeah. uh, and they went on and won it. So, we're up. We, we certainly weren't disgraced by any means at all. Sorry? Certainly weren't disgraced no, at no, all. No, no, no. We played well in both games. You mentioned Ali McCoy there, a good story. Is there any regret about not having him in the squad yes. for 98? Yeah, in a word, yes. Made a mistake. Should have taken him, even he'd only played 11 games that season. And I'd, I told him, I said, I'm not taking you because I can't justify it. There's strikers played all season, fully fit, and you hardly scored a goal in your 11 games. 
I couldn't tell you exact stats, but they were poor. And he says, oh, we score against Scandinavian team, I'll score against Norway. I says, Ali, I'm leaving you out of the squad. Well, he took it in the chin, upset he was. Naturally. Yeah. And then he, he became a commentator for ITV and always praised Scotland and me. Now, he could have said, mm-hmm. uh, he didn't take me, I'll criticise him. He never criticised me. So, you can gather I like my quest. Mm-hmm. Do you feel he could have made a difference? Yeah. yeah. Even even coming off the bench, you know, the game against Norway, I'm sure, you know, he kept saying, I'll always score against these Scandinavian teams. He would have scored. Well, so, it's, all, it's all in hindsight. Uh, Another game that we look back on in hindsight is the 3-0 match against Morocco. Where did it all go wrong? It, it didn't go all wrong. And I, I, I fought with Archie McPherson over this. You know the stats in that game? With more shots or with possession. More, with more possession, shot. with more shots, with more corners. So it didn't go wrong. We lost goals. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, and Archie McPherson said we were humiliated in his book. And I said, he, was, he asked me the launch of his book. <coughs> I said, I'll come to the launch of your book, Archie. But if they ask me to, he asked me to make a comment, I'll make a comment. You know, so I said, I'll tell them you wrote a lot of pish. You know, oh, no, no. I said, I'm telling you, Archie, you did. And, and people forget Morocco were the African champions and had a wonderful qualification group. Morocco's got 35 million people and they're football mad. And we've got 5 million people. And they, play in the, they could play us in our bare feet the Moroccans and there was a dismissive attitude towards them which was totally wrong mm-hmm. and certainly we lost badly that you know Jim Layton never ever was at fault for a goal in a game playing for Scott except <laughs> against Morocco and then we were a goal down and uh, Burley got sent off and that was the stupidest He's, as I told him I said your father was a joiner, he made your head. He said, I told you, attack him from behind and you're off. Attack him from behind, he sent off. He was a good player, there's no doubt. In fact, against Brazil, he played wide in the right, and he had six shots at goal, more shots than anybody else. The game, regardless of how Scotland played that night, it did end up 3-0 to Morocco. Yes. And I'm assuming you, in lead-up to that game, that never entered your... Your train of thought, no. that possibility. No, no, no. I, I, I didn't think we were certain to win, but I didn't think we'd lose. And uh, that's the worst defeat I had with the Scottish team. And it rankles, you know, there's no doubt about it. Uh, the goals were so soft, and we had missed some really good chances in that game. And don't forget, they beat Norway and they did draw with Brazil. I can't remember. They, they, the record after us was good, you know, they weren't a top 70 team. So we have a wee night after we're put out against uh, Morocco and we thank them and we give them their jerseys and uh, their cap. And uh, But they've been away together for quite a long We were in America preparing and they uh, didn't get into all that. We were at Rod Stewart's concert and Rod joined us for training. And You know, the experiences with the team have been fantastic. Uh, we twice went to America, went to Euro 96 and the World Cup. We went over there. Different places, but uh, the food, the climate, mm-hmm. the training facilities, everything's ideal. Uh, so many other humorous stories I could tell you. But <laughs> <laughs> the hardest managerial problem I've, I've had, really, and not minimising tactics or picking a team, but the hardest problem I had was we were going to prepare for the World Cup in America, in New Jersey. We're flying from uh, Continental Airlines from Gatwick. So we fly down to Gatwick. What World Cup was this for? 98. And we're going to America. We're going to America to prepare. And we get to Gatwick. And travel agent says to me, hey, I've got uh, stuttering away. I says, come on, what is it? <laughs> I says, I've only got 12 seats in the business class. I says, what? He says, you'll hit half the team. That's the hardest man. I said, you're kidding. <coughs> he says, well, I said, well, I'll tell you what, put us all in the economy then. Aye. He says, the economy's full. He says, we've got only 12 business class seats for 
you know, when I was hoping that, thinking the whole team, yeah. we always went business class. You see, there's, there's a wash of money when you go to a World Cup or mm. a European. In the SFA, there's no expense spared. You get everything you want. So I said, they're all, he says, there's only 12 seats. So with 23 players. <laughs> so, so that's 11 players. I've to split the squad. Yeah. So I said, this is not a job for me. <laughs> Call the captain. I says, Colin Henry and McAllister. <laughs> captain, I have a job for you guys. What is it? I said, hey, you've to split the squad. Hey, I've only got 12. And they're like that. I said, have a wee meeting and then tell me how you did it so that I'm advised mm-hmm. on how you chose who's going where. Yeah. And tell me what criteria you used. Well, they come back, it was brilliant. They come back and says, oh, you want This is some meeting we had there. <laughs> and I said, why? He said, we told them we'd only told So how are we going to do it? We asked them. And I said, well, what did they suggest? One, one suggestion was, well, draw them out a hat. I said, well, that's fair enough. Next suggestion is, We'll change places halfway across the <laughs> The next suggestion was those who go business class will come back economist, but we're all coming back business class. All oh, right, that doesn't do. Next one was uh, uh, the ones with the biggest, the ones with the longest legs. <laughs> so they come all all these suggestions, and they they decided on one which I thought was very fair and very good. Somebody suggested, and among the squad, and it was accepted that those with most caps okay. were up there. Well, the line was just below John Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it couldn't have been worse. He was a camp below. <laughs> yeah, masters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was playing with Chelsea. You know, he says, he says, he says I, I, I know every bird in this. I know these stewardesses. He's, he's checking girls. I'll get upgraded. And I'm saying, the reason we've done this is because there's no seats. <laughs> and he goes up, he's up there. We all watch him and he's up talking away. Of course, we knew he couldn't get a seat. It wasn't like, <laughs> And he says, ah. So the plate has just taken off and we had a photograph, A4 size, and it was best wishes from the Scotland International team, it said, and the photo of the players. Okay. And uh, the flight's over Ireland and the stewardess comes up to me, you, Mr Brown, yeah, he hands me this photo and it says, best wishes from half of the Scotland <laughs> <laughs> And those that are up the back, they've put a sticker over their faces. <laughs> In the back, in the back, Spencer's written a message to me. He said, Dear coach, uh, I wish to advise you that those of us in the economy have got tired, squashed bodies <laughs> and will not be able to play in the world. <laughs> you know, it's funny, the, the humour was very good, but uh, the, the, the lads always find something mm-hmm. to jump on. You're saying that the squad um, always find a way to have a laugh with each other and, and, yeah. and relax. How important is that in a uh, football team? Does that make your job much easier when yeah. the squad are like that? I think it's very, that means your staff's got to be good and well chosen. Now, we had a guy who was an audiovisual guy from Aberdeen. He was actually Alec Ferguson's pal, Brian Henry. And Brian did, uh, he showed all the, the videos. He would have a quiz He would have, uh, he would, to entertain them. <laughs> he was great for the the humour and the yeah. morale and of course we had a player liaison officer guy Stuart McMillan who had great humour uh, and it you know it keeps the place going mm-hmm. you know I said to Niall McGinn who plays for Aberdeen he plays in the Irish team I said Niall what is Jimmy Nicholl do you see the assistant manager he says, Jimmy's the cheerleader he says, <laughs> he says Michael O'Neill's the manager and the boy from Hearts Austin McPhee uh, he's the coach he coaches us he's does all the what you're doing? I said, what does Jimmy do? Jimmy Nickel. Jimmy's great. Jimmy's in the dressing room cheering everybody up. Right, okay. No, that's important. Yeah. So we had a couple of good cheerleaders, and uh, you know you can't expect the manager to do that. Well, it, it ended badly. World Cup '98 with that result. But overall, yeah. how do you do you look back on it? Yeah. Well, it, 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 the good thing was we were there, and the participation was terrific, and we didn't. Uh, in spite of some journalists <laughs> criticising the humiliation against Morocco, we knew it wasn't a humiliation. The fans who were there didn't treat it as such. You know, they were still supportive. They thought we had done their very best and we were a bit unfortunate. Uh, the ordering off was indiscreet, let's put it that way. I think we could easily have lost the game one nothing and had credit. Or, or not the discredit that we're apparently getting uh, but when you're a goal down, a man down and you're going for it 
you're exposed. Uh, so it was a very, how can I put it, uh, wonderfully disappointing experience. Yeah. The experience of going with the team and matching yourself against the best is challenging but very rewarding. And did you ever think for one minute that that would be it for the next 20 years at least? No, no, no because it, it, you know, we're talking about the 12-year period. You've, you've been discussing it. But in a 12-year period from 1986 to 1998, we were at five major tournaments. It was Scotland and... You know, I was the manager at two of them, but Alec Ferguson was one, Andy, Fer uh, Andy Rocks was the other two. <clears throat> so to think that five tournaments in 12 years and in the next 20 years we've not been at one, mm -hmm. when there are more teams qualifying. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's an indictment in the Scottish... And it's strange that it's not even a, a gradual decline, it just stopped there. It's not like we slowly started to no. qualify for fewer and fewer. No, well, I, I, well, I failed. I failed to qualify for the next one after '98. Uh, the, the playoff against England. Aye, mm -hmm. when we we failed in the playoff, so you know I was embarrassed, at the, a bit ashamed that we, although we won the second playoff game, we failed to qualify. So that well, I would, I, I would kind of disagree with you. There. I would think it was a, a kind of gradual decline because. We failed. We, we qualified, then we failed in a playoff. Which and then the playoffs against then, Holland and aye. Yeah. There's been another playoff since. So with the playoffs, that, that would make it a wee bit more gradual. But it's the last few, few times it's been pretty yeah, rough going. Aye. I mean, I could never imagine. I wouldn't be a, a Tartan Army supporter because I love watching Scotland and you know. I've been to World Cups to do television work, uh, but unfortunately Scotland haven't been there. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how we can change that. <laughs> but I do think that, you know, I, I, it really bugs me that now with 24 teams qualify, so surely we can be in the top half. We're 40 in the world at the moment out of 211. Now surely that we should qualify for the Euros at least. Uh, and it would be a tremendous event because the Tatnan, you've no idea what it's like when there's a tournament. They're everywhere in the country you're playing and they're, they're, they're good-natured and the host country loves them because they think so much, make a fortune for them. No, I, I could never have, ever have imagined it would be as long. Well, you mentioned the, the playoff against England there. You, you mentioned that you, you felt embarrassed. But England were a great, they're a great team. Oh, a good team, aye. a great team. No, I, I, I wouldn't. I was embarrassed that they were lost two nothing at home, and, the, and I, that was I, I fault the Scottish mm -hmm. Football League. They played an old firm game the Saturday before that game, mm -hmm. and they, our main man Lambert got injured. Now Lambert was our main midfield man, and he was at Celtic, and it was an accident. George Alberts broke his jaw in that game, so now. The man that scored two goals at Hamden was Scholes. And the man that would have been marking Scholes would have been Lambert. Okay. So, I mean, that's my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> More ifs and buts. <laughs> Aye. So, you know, you're, you're uh, really despondent. When, when you did travel down to Wembley to play the second leg, how much did you believe and the squad believe that you could go down there, first of all, win and hopefully turn the tie around? <clears throat> well, we thought that they, they weren't all that much better than us at... Uh, at Hamden and you know we showed proved that that we had chances at Hamden mm -hmm. uh, the goals they got were good goals but they, they were from a midfield player we had we'd handled Shearer very well we'd handled Beckham really well the boy that did the damage coming up the right was Saul Campbell the right back he came up put a few crosses in for Shearer uh, but Shearer was handled well big Henry shot at him and uh, Shearer was a bit afraid of Henry. And they knew each other well, of course. From yeah, they, they were at the same club. And then, uh, Big Henry says to me, I'll sort Shearer all right. He says, first time, I'll put the elbow in his face the first time he comes out. Oh, that's what he said. He says, don't worry about Shearer. When I'm doing my team talk, I said, no, this Shearer, you know, he says, Shearer will not get a kick at the ball. I said, well, that's, I believe you. Because, you know, he, he wasn't big-headed, Henry, but he was confident okay. and he was sure that he could handle Shearer. And yeah. he did in both games. But uh, Beckham was handled well. Everybody was handled well, apart from <laughs> the runs from schools. And he, he ran from midfield uh, 
he scored two goals. So the return game, we, we went uh, in fear, you know, no fear of trepidation, but it was a big crowd, you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, they were all... And we had our usual 8,000, I think, and they were brilliant. But again, you know, we got the one goal and we could have got another one, I'm sure, for a wee break. I think I'd, I've, I've seen the highlights and I remember one part, Billy Dodge is through. Uh, it looks like he's about to pull the trigger and he gets tackled. Then yeah. there's a header, and it might have been Daly, I'm not sure. Daly, Seaman Daly makes said a save. great save. Yeah. Seaman, Seaman just, he didn't know where it was going. Just threw his arms up. Uh, made himself away. big. But, so that was, <laughs> that was a disappointment. Is that, that, is that a tie that you've never really... Did you find that easy to get over? Is that one that still bothers you to this oh, day? Oh, no, that bothers me. <laughs> See, that stopped us qualifying, mm-hmm. you know, because we had a good qualification record the last two tournaments, and then this was the next one, and, uh, you know, you're embarrassed when you don't qualify. That's why I was, you know, you don't qualify. Uh, and we got the chance through the playoff, and unfortunately we, we didn't do it. When when Don Hutchinson scores at Wembley, at that point, are you and the rest of the coaching staff right? Game on, we've got this. Hi. Yeah. Yeah, I'm bouncing. Yeah, I'm not unusually. I'm. Uh, I think I'm photographed jumping, mm-hmm. which is unusual. But see, I thought that's what the chance we've got here. Yeah. I don't know if I, I doubt the English would have been expecting that. No, I don't think so. I think they were they were robbed because you know with a two goal lead, but then when you lose a goal, I always think the. The worst thing in any sports a losing lead. You've got a lead two nothing, and then you lose a goal at home. Your losing lead mentality sets in, and we tried to press on. And I mean, we did create some good chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gather Barry Ferguson played very well. In outstanding, that game. aye, oh, he was. They had the uh, instant goals, I think, in midfield. Well, he outshone the two of them, you know. That was him at his bed now, yeah, he was 20, 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he wouldn't even be 21, he was very young and very good when he was young. But you, you look at what we've got now uh, in midfield, I mean, we're the best world in the world. They're nowhere near the guys I had, they're nowhere near McAllister and Collins and Lambert and I, I keep saying and Stuart McCall, nothing like that, or Burley, you could be sick Burley in there. Uh, and I've got to say, Barry Ferguson is the nearest. One or two other good players. I've got to say, uh, McCann played well in that game, the old McCann against England. Ince uh, went through him early on, I'm I, sure. I know. Could have been a red card. Yeah, yeah. should have been. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, but he, he, but always the rock of our team was the back three, and you never get a bad game from Daly. That Daly was always efficient in the extreme, uh, but but the back three had it, Calderwood, Henry, and Boyd, and they all played a back four with their clubs, but they loved the back three, okay. and they they came when they arrived. They we had a three or a fourth. I said, "We're a three. Well, they felt more secure in the three, and we had it, I think, to perfection. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we proved we had it to perfection. And one of these six goals we lost was a penalty, I think." You know, five goals in 20 games in open yeah. play, you know. And then when we went to Euro 96, we lost only two goals, and they were both England goals, mm-hmm. because right enough, of course, yeah. the other two teams didn't score. Holland didn't score near the Switzerland. And it was Hendry, Calderwood and Boyd the, the best back three that you, yeah, you think they worked with? Yeah, Aye. I mean, we had to change it sometimes, because I had to play, I remember. We played Belarus, and I don't know, one of them was injured. And uh, daily, I think it was at centre half. But he he slotted in. After that, um, the next campaign was when your reign as manager came to an end. Did you, at, before the Latvia game, did you know this is it? This is the last one for me, or was it? Yeah, before the game, yeah. I knew that. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was giving up. Yeah. Before, and I told the staff before the game, okay. and I told the press after the game. I told the chief executive before the game we're finishing, and uh, the reason quite honestly, was we weren't going to qualify. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was uh, genuinely embarrassed and ashamed that we weren't qualifying. Now, Archie Knox was my colleague, and that's just Archie. I think the press are getting fed up with us. We're not going to qualify here. I think we were by a point or something. Very it was close. very close. Because we did not a bad... <laughs> it wasn't a, 
It was the draw, tight. The draw against Belgium. Aye, oh, that, killed us. Aye, that killed us. And when we were two up, Barry Ferguson's right through to make it three. I mean, he's <laughs> and it would have, he was one and one in the keeper. Now nine times out of ten, he would have scored. We'd have been one and three nothing. Mm-hmm. And and then another thing that cost us that game was that I was uh, sent off in the previous game in Croatia. I was complaining about the referee and uh, the fourth official sent me up to the stand. So I was not allowed down at the side. And we're winning 2-1 at home against 10 men. And uh, I always would kill the game at that point and take off take off a faraway striker. So I sent I had a runner boy, Archie Knox was down there. I said to the young boy, a youth team player, don't tell Archie, take the two strikers off one at a time. Uh, wait till they're... Fu- the strikers knew this, that if we're winning, you'll get substituted. It'll be a striker likely, and you'll be as far away mm-hmm. as you can in the corner flag. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Archie turned, and I, I saw the young boy going down the street, and Archie turned and went like that. What's wrong with us? That's what he did. He went like that. So the boy came back, and Archie says, well, God, there's no way they're going to score. We're smoking a cigar here. That's what, that's what he said, Archie's smoking a cigar. I said, get down and I was mad. I always got on great with Archie. We never fell out at all. But I said, get down and tell them. They're coming off and it'll kill the game. Uh On his way down, they scored that winning goal. And the the stadium emptied. It was 2-2. It wasn't as if it was a defeat. But it it felt like a defeat. And the stadium emptied in silence. And I know, you know, I'm not trying to be cocky about it but I know if I had not been suspended I'd been down there I would have definitely killed the game mm-hmm. uh, so it's my own fault for getting suspended <laughs> so I, I can't blame Archie but you know Archie thought ah, we're, we're in full control I said to him afterwards what about that but I didn't know that that would cost us qualification because mm-hmm. we'd still have to go to yeah that was that, that wasn't even halfway through the no that's right the stage, yeah. but at the end of the time it did and we went over there and uh, we were losing one nothing. And that was a fair, deservedly, but we, we went all out for it. And we got a corner kick, and Gorham was a goalie, I remember, and we brought him up. And uh, they got the second goal, and stoppage time, they, they, they ran it into the empty goal. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really, it, it was 2 nothing, But it would never have been 2 nothing. It would have been one nothing if we hadn't been just desperate yeah. or stupid. Billy Dodds has said that the 2-2 two two game at Hamden is the Scotland game that he'll never get over. No, because yeah, he had scored a double. Both of them. Yeah. Aye, aye. And he scored with a penalty, and he scored another one. Aye, he keeps telling me he kept me in a job. <laughs> <laughs> See, dodges for Cumnock too. Mm-hmm. He's got a good sense of humour. So frustrating looking back that a game early on in the qualifying stage is the one that has gone on to aye, to, to, to be the nail in the coffin, really. Yeah, and Latvia, I haven't. I don't. I, I don't think any Scotland game is meaningless, but there's nothing at stake for the the Latvia match. Nice way for you to bow out with a win, knowing that it was going to be your Aye. your last game. How was that ninety minutes for you? Is it quite strange knowing this is the last time I'll be on the touchline well, taking the team? Aye, well, it was just. I've got to say, it sounds a bit blase, but it was just normal. I wanted not to lose the game and then go in and, and resign after losing because you'd feel a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was another journalist there that annoyed me. Uh, it was the wee boy David Tanner because uh, I went in and told I told the the president Archie and I Archie knocks with my colleague and Archie says ma'am I've got arthritis I, that's training the team he was feeling like giving up and uh, I was because we had failed and I said you'll never they'll, they'll sack us I'll never sack us they'll never sack you I said well even if they're not going to sign me, I'm going to go, you know. And they might have, but, you know, later on, you know, the president says, no, we'd never have signed you. But, but anyway, uh, I thought, the press will be hounding me. And there's no need for that. I don't need, I don't need a job. I'm 62, I think, at the time. Aye. There was a young guy then. <laughs> <laughs> so I told the, the president before, and, the, and I told the... Chief Executive and, and the staff the night before the game. So after the game, told the players then and told the press. And this wee Tanner said to me, 
Any questions? The, the press officer of the SFA says, any questions for Craig? This wee Tanner system, don't you think you should have done this four years ago? Uh-huh. That's what he said. Well, it was on the tip of my tongue to say to him, don't you think you should have resigned four years ago because I'm getting the same banal questions from you every time the team meets. It, it, it was on the tip of my tongue. I'm glad I didn't say yeah. it because I let myself down, but... I said, well, no, I think this is the appropriate time. Don't you think you should have done that? That's what he said to me. So, looking back on your Scotland managerial career, starting from 86 up until 2001, what, is your, what do you class as your biggest achievement as manager? Well, obviously, I think in view of what's happened since, my biggest achievement would be to qualify for tournaments. And I helped Andy, I'd like to think, qualify for two as the assistant. And uh, I was the manager when we qualified for two. So I think you've got to say, at senior level, uh, in view of what's happened since then, I think you've got to see these are major achievements. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't think so at the time. I thought they were achievements, but not major. I, wouldn't, I just thought that was normal, that we would expect the Scotland to be there as often as not. And, uh, you know, you took it a bit for granted, uh, now, when you look back, you say that was a very good time. Mm-hmm. But uh, also maybe the highlight, and you've touched on it there, was not with the national team, it was maybe with the under-16 team to be in the World Cup final. Scotland in the World Cup final is quite uh, an achievement. And, Absolutely. And we're a penalty kick away from winning it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, if you ask me in my time, my 16 years with the SFA, eight as the assistant. We were in two under-21 European semi-finals. We were in a quarter-final under-20 World Cup in Chile with the under-20 team. And we were in a World Cup final with the younger team. So these are very memorable, as well as the times with the national team. But the national team memories, I suppose... You know, when you can go to Russia and draw in Russia, which is 250 million people in a cold winter's night, when you can go to and beat Germany in Bremen, as we did, and you can go and beat England at Wembley, these are memorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and Croatia were a very good team. When over there, drew with them. You know, we had some good uh, fighting yep. performances. Uh, Quite a number of them away from home, you know. I think you know one of the most satisfying results to me was going to Germany and beating a very good German team uh, in Germany. And I've got to say, the star man in that was the Dunfermline manager, Alan Johnson. Okay, yeah. He was doing stepovers, and this German fullback Navotti was paying to get back in. <laughs> I mean, it was fantastic uh, game we played against Germany. And, you know, to win there and then to win at Wembley, I suppose, they're memorable. Mm-hmm. There have been losing ones that we've lost as well. You, well, you mentioned... What, what is your regret, your biggest regret then? Biggest regret is, obviously, losing to Morocco in that uh, vital game is a big regret. And, uh, in other words, going out of the World Cup tamely in the last game, well, up until half-time, or 50 minutes or so, you know, one nothing, and then... We go to ten men, and we knew that was a fight. Mm-hmm. It's not impossible, but we've got a job on. Yeah. So I, I remember the Moroccan game. As, as we've said earlier, all the stats were in our favour, and yet they had the, the goals and the goals that won games. So we can't complain. That's that's what happened. We lost three nothing. You know, and we didn't play defensively. This annoys me when people say to me. Oh, you were boring, or your team was defensive. I say, well, tell me something. Did you ever see a team without two strikers? We were either four four two, or we were either three five two. We always had two up front, and they played as strikers, the genuine strikers. Maybe one was a bit deeper, but they were, and they were goal scorers. And they, you know, we were tightly organised at the back, but we weren't a defensive team. I, 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 I resent the accusation that we were boring and and uh, defensive. You know, and subsequently there's been a four-six-nothing formation. Yeah. You know, with no strikers, 
Now, there was a merit in that at the time. I'm not criticising Craig Levine for that, but, uh, you know, it was a blatant attempt to contain the game. Now, we contained games blatantly, differently. You know, man for man marking. Uh, three at the back, supplemented by the wide two, making it five. But as soon as we possibly could, it was back to three, and and uh, they were zonally marking. So... You're asking me for memorable times. I think the whole experience of uh, working at that level was very, very uh, satisfying. And subsequently, I've had you know four jobs, five jobs with clubs, mm-hmm. and when you go into a dressing room at club level and you've been with the international team, the, well, the manager's got instant respect anyway because he's got positional power, he's given the job. Mm-hmm. So you, you can only lose the power you've got as a manager by being incompetent or dishonest. You've got the dressing room on your side whenever you go in. But if you've been the international manager and you go into the dressing room, you've got them more on your side. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I know that. The guys have told me that, uh, you know, one or two of the Motherwell players, the Aberdeen players, and even Graham Alexander, who played for me at uh, Preston after I was with Scotland, never picked him for Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was embarrassing. He's in there. And I had come down to see him playing for Preston. Hadn't he picked him? Okay. The next job I get is Preston. <laughs> and there's Graham sitting. And I says, I see you looking at me there saying, why did you not pick me? I says, well, I maybe made a mistake. In fact, with hindsight, I did. Mm-hmm. But he would, there was no... No problem. No, no, no resentment. Smashing guy. But you don't want a legacy of something you're worried about come back and hit you in the face. I, mean, I, I don't think I need to turn away from any player or any manager. You know, I can even golf. I, I dismissed. It, I, I just refused to pick golf. And what was the reasoning behind that? <laughs> I've never told that reason, but. Uh, uh, I've told it. I told it to uh, Walter Smith and uh, the chairman of the Rangers. Uh, I told them. I used the word rascal and, and put an adjective before it. Okay. You know, but uh, so he's the only one that I've really had to kind of leave out okay. for what, what would you call it? Selfishness is the word. Okay. So okay. only I want. I no concern about anybody else. Just himself. Now, one thing I wanted to end on, just I thought this would be quite fun. Um, I was going to ask you um, for with a four four two formation, but if you're saying three five two was your preferred, out of all the players you managed or selected for Scotland, what would be your ideal uh, three five two or and goalie, of course? Oh well, that's quite easy. I would, I would Leighton without question the goalkeeper, mm-hmm. and the back three Calderwood, Henley, and Boyd mm-hmm. without question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the wide players, I would, I would, I would. Have Burley, uh, wide in the right, okay. and and he is a, a midfield player with a positive mentality and daily wide in the left. Now the the middles the, the the central one best would be Lambert there, and on the right side McAllister on the left side Collins. So it's easy to pick my team, mm-hmm. and the front the front two. A wee bit more difficult to pick, but uh, McCoist and Johnston probably, mm-hmm. or it, it, a great shift out of Gallagher and Jury. So that the, my, my problem selection would be the front guys. Okay. So you can pick two from five: uh, McCoist, Johnston, Gallagher, Jury, and uh, who's the other one I was thinking of? Well, the one that did as a turn up there was uh, Don Hutchison. Mm-hmm. When we put him up front against England, he was he battered Southgate. He was a revelation. So that would be my, my team. And it's sore to leave we Billy Dodds and guys like that and Tosh McKinley. These fellas out the team, Jackson, uh, who gave you a real hard shift every time. But... You know, it's quite an easy team. I had no hesitation there. Uh, of, of that was in my era. You know, uh, Barry Ferguson was just coming in, but he wasn't at that time as good as McAllister. Mm-hmm. 
but I think he turned out to be as good or maybe better okay. eventually. Um, you certainly worked with a, a plethora of oh, top quality aye. players. Yeah. yeah, I was lucky. Yeah. That team would beat the Scottish team just now, no problem. Yeah, it wouldn't be. <laughs> there wouldn't be any question. Is, it, is that is that strictly speaking about quality? Mm-hmm. The the team that Alex McLeish has got to to select. Just do you believe is no match for the one that you had? No, no. not in terms of quality, yeah, individual ability. You know, we had very good organisation too. I'd like to say, I'd like to think. You know, I think that the previous campaign. Now I'm friendly with Wee Gordon, and I don't know if it's his fault, but remember they were playing Georgia, and the, the flight didn't turn up or something. The plane didn't come. Yeah, and then they were playing Germany, the world champions, a few days later at Hampton. And they were sitting about an airport. Now, MacArthur speaking to me told me that whenever he was with Liverpool and they played in Europe, they always stayed the night. Mm-hmm. Now, it's different with the international team because the managers want them back. So you've got to get fly back as quickly as you can. But on this occasion, it was a double header. So they were Scotland's players. Mm-hmm. So it was very bad organisation. I'm not going to say management. But it was shocking organisation to fly back after that game in Georgia and, and come back to play a home game against the world champions four days later or three days. They should have stayed the night. We, I, I think nobody could point the finger and say oh, they should have done this or they should have done that. You know, We tried to be very meticulous, which you have to be with these guys. And because and, they're used to the best with their clubs, so they come with the team and if you take them to a Mickey Mouse hotel or a Duff restaurant, you know, mm-hmm. it's not just Seoul they want, it's Dover Seoul. <laughs> you know, that's, that's going on. Dover Seoul. What do you know about Dover Seoul? <laughs> no, I, I prefer Dover Seoul. Well, actually, you could put any Seoul in front of you. You wouldn't know whether it was Dover Seoul or not. You know, but that's the kind of... But you joke with them. Yeah. So, you know, what, what I'm saying is or you, you, you'll have gathered it's a privilege to have had that opportunity to work for 16 years mm-hmm. all over the world with a team and get good response from the team and nobody challenging you or causing you any problem unless you're called, called Jim Trainer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wrap it up there. Uh, thanks very okay, much thank for coming yeah. out today, Gat. Really Aye. appreciate it. So. Not at all. Podcast Network.